Hello everybody. Today is April 11th, 2023. It is a Tuesday. I'm coming on here, but before I start off, I I hope y'all are doing well. I hope that y'all Good Friday and Easter was cool, was decent. I know not everybody might observe Easter from the Christian perspective, but no matter what your religion is, I feel like Easter is a time marker for just um, a significant sway into spring and the energy that spring brings for action and seed planting and, you know, getting stuff together in spring in preparation for when fall comes. Um, so, yeah, I hope y'all are doing well with that. This is um, this upload is for the sake of just having a little bit of discussion about some pieces that I manifested that I would like to share some more details about for my audio people who like to listen and perhaps as well as look. Before I start, I would like to note that um, the documentation um, of these pieces is uploaded onto my Patreon. There is a public upload, which is um, a compilation of pictures, which is used on a Google Doc, not a Google Doc, a Word document that has been uploaded to my Patreon publicly. So you can go to my Patreon at Jared DeGruy. And, you know, you can find my Patreon under my name, Jared DeGruy, J-A-R-R-A-D-D-E-G-R-U-Y. And you can look at that public upload. It has a lot of pictures of um, my linting armor pieces, which we're going to be discussing. And then if you want to see more, I have some professional pictures of me wearing the pieces at St. Joseph Knight at A.L. Davis Park Uptown. Um, For those of you who might want to subscribe to my Patreon to see the extra um, exclusive content and support me in that way. It would be appreciated. But of course, as always, there is no pressure. So I want to get into, I guess I'll start off by addressing what inspired this season's linting armor. So first of all, I call it linting armor because it happens during the season of Lent, which is connected to, um, I'm sure there are probably other um, Christian denominations who might practice Lent, but I know with Catholicism, Lent is the period of time between midnight, um, the midnight of Mardi Gras, so when when Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday is over and it is a 40 day period from that midnight of Mardi Gras all the way to Easter day and it is meant to be a 40 day fast of something. There aren't really particular rules to what you fast from, but it is encouraged that during Lent we fast as a way to homage as a way to homage and pay respect to the offering that came from what we observe as Christ. And of course, we all might observe Christ differently. I certainly have um, different perspectives on Christ than what I think is largely held within Catholicism. Um, I don't know if I hold that Jesus is so much my Messiah, but I do hold that he is a He is a being of of great power and um, somebody who carried a lot of knowledge in life and somebody who definitely was a child of God who um, 
you know, he, he faced a lot of darkness in his life. And for that, I offer respect. And um, I feel like it's a very possible thing for me to acknowledge my Catholic background and take pride in the Black Catholicism of the Seventh World, which I come from, while also being able to distinguish that I have my own spiritual practices, which are unique to myself and to other aspects of the culture. So anyway, that's what Lent is. It's a 40-day fast. And for this Lenting season, I placed intention on Lenting from alcohol and Lenting um, from certain medicinal herbs. Now, for the medicinal herbs that I Lent from, it was more so placing intention on how I engage with them. It wasn't so much a total cold turkey. I'm not touching it. Whereas with the alcohol, it was like kind of more so like I don't I didn't really want to touch much alcohol. Definitely not no hard liquor, not no brown, not no rum, not no vodka, not no tequila. Because I was finding that alcohol was making me a little too loose. Um, I get very lovable when I drink. I get very I just get very open and I'm not sure that it's always appropriate to be open from it in certain ways in certain spaces. And so I wanted to take this Lenten season to reflect on that and to get myself together because I was like, if I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to be pursuing a career um, where I'm using certain capacities and I'm engaging with people and I'm getting into things, there's always going to be alcohol around. There's going to be more alcohol around probably than the medicinal herb. And so I really wanted to make sure that I found a physical balance and I made sure that I had a certain amount of willpower so that if I do start going out again, that I can be able to maintain serenity and stability in space without the placebo of alcohol. Now, the medicinal herb, for her, it's more so a thing of not so much giving her up, but fasting from her on a regular and making sure that when I do engage with this herb, that is for spiritual reasons and that is during spiritual, spiritually significant times. So I don't really want to engage with it all the time. I want to also engage with it when I feel like it's appropriate for me to engage with it. And I successfully, I feel like I've, I feel like I successfully engaged with this Lenting season. And as with last Lenting season, I found a lot of blessings um, to manifest. I found a lot of strength. Uh, I found a lot of um, accomplishments, metaphysically, physically, spiritually, financially, to start to manifest around me from it. And so my Lenting armor is sort of like a, it goes hand in hand with certain cultural things that I grew up with. So like y'all have, I'm sure y'all have heard me speak before. Or perhaps you've seen it in my work. I've always had great respect for the black masking Indians of New Orleans. Um, I've always been proximal to them. I have family members, friends who have been in tribes, who have worked on suits, who have sewn, who are related to different members of different tribes. So I am close to it, but... I kind of like to do my own thing. Um, and I also, there was a period where I really, really wanted to be one. I really wanted to join a tribe, but 
financially, socially, just different things. I just felt certain obstacles. And so that's kind of what manifested me kind of leaning into doing my own thing um, that fits into my budget. And that noise might be annoying, but it's just the hurricane shutter on my window. Um, This room is the only quiet place I have right now. So please bear with the sound. So, yeah, I kind of just manifest my own thing and I do my own thing with a certain amount of respect to how I engage with spaces that the masking Indians are um, chief, chiefly responsible and for and have manifested. Um, I try to kind of stick to the outskirts. Um, I try to not put too much attention on myself while being around, just kind of out there for the sake of spirit. Um, with this, this particular Lenten season and um, St. Joseph Night and stuff, I placed a lot of intention um, after about a year of just reflecting on how there's a certain way that I want to document cultural things and it's a certain way that I don't. So with this one, I was very, I was very careful to make sure that, um, that like just for instance, like we had a few pictures of certain masking Indians that we took. I made sure to not um, post those, you know, without consent from the people who the pictures are taken of. I, I wanted to make sure that it was just make like focusing on my own um, personal material um, while also taking my time with the energy of commodifying things that have to do with my culture, which is ultimately shared with others. And so um, when I was out there, um, you know, the experience, I, I wanted to keep it as minimalistic as possible. Um, I wanted to document it, certainly, and I, and I, I made the financial, um, I took the financial steps to be able to save up and get proper documentation of it and um, archive it appropriately, but I still haven't um, taken, I still haven't fully, fully like presented everything because like I said, I'm just taking my time with it, seeing how it feels. So anyway, I don't want to start getting too deep into one topic before we kind of get out of order. So before I go there, let's talk about what inspired this year's pieces. So way last year in 2022, I think it was during the summer sometime, um, I had got this on my mind of like, I really wanted to draw on a dicky fit. I really wanted to make a dicky fit piece. And not long after that contemplation, somebody actually commissioned me to draw on some pants when I was still doing commissions and stuff for Bobacha jeans. And so I got commissioned to make on, to draw on some dicky pants. And I just loved how they came out. I loved how that Sharpie looked on that khaki. So I had it in my brain. I was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to make a full dicky suit and I want to mark it up. I want to draw all over it. So over time, the reality which I faced was that financially, um, I didn't have enough to really manifest that project. And so I just kind of kept it in mind, kept it in mind. I talked about it with a few people, but not too many people because I was like, man, I was like, I hope, you know, that's the cheeky thing about being an artist. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I, I wouldn't have cut up and I wouldn't have came for nobody if, you know, somebody would have made something like that before me. You know, if somebody would have bought it to keep it and drew all over it, I just would have been like, oh, well. 
but I really, really kind of wanted to be the one to like um, trailblaze that for this particular way and not even to assume nobody's ever drawn on a dicky fit but I knew that for what I wanted and how I wanted to do it I had never seen anything like it so I was like okay I was like I'm gonna manifest this piece and it's gonna be great it's gonna be fun and I'm gonna know that it was something that was like innovative on my part um and so I saved up I coordinated over time um you know, coordinating things throughout fall and winter, getting my savings together, making sure that everything was straight. And then I finally ordered my pieces. I ordered a, a very large dicky shirt, like a short sleeve shirt, but I got it really, really baggy. And I got a um, Dickie's Eisenhower jacket. I thought, I think that's so cute. I've seen different people wear them and I love how thick, I love how thick they are. Um, and I got a pair of dicky pants. Um, it was a certain kind of pant. It wasn't like the regular ones. This one is like the material is a bit thicker and I, I really like thick baggy looking things. So I got that and I got another pair of regular pants to make like my apron pieces or front tails as I call them in my, um, my stores. And I... I kept those pieces. I ordered markers. I had to make sure to order enough. I ordered like two big packs of Sharpies and then one pack of regular ones because I also ordered a fan. So boom, that was the first step to getting stuff together. And then once I had everything, it was like, okay, when am I going to get to everything? So I got to everything around Mardi Gras. Um, I knew that I did not really want to be in the city for the week of Mardi Gras. I just have this thing where I just, I just, I wanted to get out. I wanted to go somewhere. I've never gotten to really do that. And so I took my first kind of solo trip and it was nice. I just went up to Mississippi by my daddy people and it's very quiet and peaceful out there. And I set to working on my pieces. So the first piece I started was the Dickie shirt. Um was the Dickie shirt. Um, this shirt, from, from the jump, I knew that I wanted to work with my friend Delaney on this. Delaney is somebody who um, has had a, such a big influence and impact on me throughout the years. Um, she's been there for me in a lot of ways, and I know how passionate she is about the culture and these types of experiences. So, so I wanted to share this experience with somebody. Last year, I was kind of, I did it by myself. And they came to support me. This year, I really wanted to do it with somebody. I wanted to share the feeling of putting on um, the intentional material. So I made this. I started making this piece. Uh, and this piece is very specifically. Um, this piece is very specifically matched to one of my episodes of the Mino Diaries, my fictional work. I have not released this episode yet, but it's there. I've been working on some things. Um, it'll be coming out sooner than later. Um, and so there are multiple aspects of this shirt which are very significant. Um, there is a picture, there is a depiction of a sunfish, which I used to think was a perch because everybody called him perch. But according to my brother, who is a very talented fisherman, and he has a lot of knowledge of fresh waterways and the animals that live in them throughout the city, he explained to me that sunfish are actually not perch. They just are sunfish and that um, 
the different kinds that they have are all under the classification of sunfish. But anyway, I love these fish. They have very beautiful patterns. They can come in like yellow and green and, and blues and um, just very beautiful. Y'all should look them up. Keep in mind it's a freshwater sunfish, not the sunfish that live in the ocean. There's a picture of a crawfish, which is very significant to me, not just because always oh, New Orleans and they have crawfish, but I came to learn how crawfish are very foundational for us. Crawfish are so sacred in the sense of they were some of the first mound builders. Crawfish had a very large role in manifesting the swamps as we know them today because their natural habits of pushing pushing mud, um, pushing mud is what like helped to create the natural levees that exist on the edges of waterways and stuff like that. So like, huh? No. All right. Okay. Breath of patience. Um, y'all might have heard me reflect on my last episode of how I have to main, I have to manifest a lot of patience for little things that might interrupt and understanding that life is interruptions. So we're going to keep going. I'm not going to be dramatic. Let's keep going. So the crawfish, um, yes, they are responsible for like kind of how the natural levees exist on bayous and rivers. At least that's what I heard. There's a depiction of a swallowtail kite which is very significant to me. Okay. Which is very significant to me as I've only seen one in person like one time. And it was very beautiful to see. Like I had never seen one um, for real before. I only saw like the Mississippi kites which come every summer. So when I saw it, it was, ex- it was significant. I saw it fly right over Bayou Road. There are depictions of swallowtail butterflies, a green tree frog, which I associate a lot with magic. Frogs are very powerful animals. They are very nat- they are natural alchemists, physical alchemists. Their bodies change. They go from being tadpoles, um, water-breathing creatures, to being air-breathing creatures um, who have four legs. They go from just having a head and a tail to having four legs. I think it's very incredible. Um, those animals who go through those extreme metamorphoses into adulthood there's a water snake which i love them for their patterns there's a moth a dragonfly an iris flower which is also called the lomasi in certain indigenous language and there is a katlaha or a magnolia flower um and then there's also a depiction of helada um who is one of my characters and going down and so i'm looking at the linting armor um word document which has various pictures and sketches of some things that are on the suit and then some extra things um i made a new fan um all of my fans every edition of them are their name pirately because that's the name of my fan um omina's fan in the stories pirately means pearl in yoruba And this piece is, there are evil eye protection stones on it, glued on it. There's a dragon pendant, cowrie shells, um, a pendant of St. Anthony for lost things, 
Um, there's a dolphin, a butterfly, um, a Scorpio pendant, all very significant. There are pictures of a garfish. Um, garfish are very significant to me. I just, I just love them. Like I love the way they move. I love the way they look. I love how ancient they are. Um, there's a picture of Omina in three different sort of identity aspects. There is a honeybee, which was very significant for me um, in the spring, um, in like that winter to spring transition. There is the Andriga symbol um, or Andigra. I don't never remember if it's Andigra or Andrika. Um, symbol of the Ginyame, which is for 360 degrees. There's a scorpion on that fan. And so then... Um, that shirt I was talking about earlier on the back of that shirt is a depiction of Nahini, who is the sun spirit in um, episodes that have been written. You can meet her character in the Red Bird episode of the Mino Diaries. You can meet her character in the Ico episode of the Mino Diaries. Um, she shows up a few times. Um, and then they have sacred animals which are around her, such as the bobcat, um, a phoenix, a mud puppy salamander, a kingfisher, a bullfrog, and an alligator. I was really proud of this. And so then the jacket. So the jacket, the jacket was significant for, it depicts an angel character, a character who is also an angel um, there's a depiction of a character who is named Katlaha. She is a wolf woman. She can transform into a wolf. There are various prayers written across this jacket to fill up space. I had thought about doing my typical sort of water pattern, but I decided instead that I wanted to um, I decided instead that I wanted to write prayers over everything. Um, there are turtles and mermaids and different symbols across it. On the pants, there are four. Each pant leg has two different characters, one for each, for the front and the back. So one pant leg depicts Omina in their honeybee outfit. Um, another, uh, another pant leg depicts Cleopatra. Um, carrying the star swords of Nikonakin, which she won when she went to the underworld and fought um, the big Oni, who was this demon who was running stuff. But, you know, she went to go in. She checked him. <laughs> and then on another pant leg is Little Moon, a wolf woman. And then on another pant leg is, um, is a character who is... I'm not going to say his name yet, but he's going to be significant in stories to come. The apron piece is inspired by the cover of Bob Marley's Confrontation album. Um, it's depicting Bob Marley sending a lance into a dragon. And that picture itself is referenced from a picture of St. George sending a spear into a dragon. And I always loved that picture. And then when I did further research to find out that sometimes St. George is synchronized with Ogun, um, that made me like it even more. And so I have a picture of, uh, of a feather-mantled warrior, kind of enclosed, similar to what the masking Indians wear. And they're driving the spear into the heart of an alligator. Then the 
back piece, the the back apron piece was a uh, um a kingfisher going down, going down. I'm looking at the document. And so yeah, that was that night. Um that was that was what I wore that night and that's what the outfit that I manifested for Delaney to wear with me. And when we went out um things were things were well. I didn't really invite too too many people. I didn't try to really promote it too much. Um I had thought about like inviting a lot of people to my house to see, but I just kind of I don't know, like I just it ended up just being chill. You know, I ended up just kind of wanting to keep it chill. So after so they the my team came the the people that I had coordinated to be my team for that night, documenters and then um Delaney as a model of the one of the pieces came and um then we went uptown. <clears throat> we went uptown to go and get to AL Davis Park and the night wasn't exactly what I thought it was gonna be. Um I thought that because it was super Sunday and St. Joseph night at the same time, I thought it was going to be, like, really, really big. I thought that meant everything was going to be, like, you know, I thought it was, like, ooh, it's going to be the night. Like, the Indians going to be out. It's going to be so many colors, so many people. And when we got there, it was the opposite. And I came to understand that because it was Super Sunday, um, that morning and throughout the evening, that I guess it was, like, the city and the police, I guess, was, like, okay, like, y'all can't take up these streets no more. Like, there was kind of trash everywhere all over the park. And a lot of the Indians was gone. And the ones who still were coming around, they wouldn't let them really gather under the basketball court to um, do their ceremonial rituals and battles. And, um, you know, there was kind of an energy of like, oh, man, it's not how we thought. But I still was grateful. Like, I still was grateful in the sense of I was able to manifest my pieces and I was able to be out there with my loved ones. And, you know, we just took our pictures. It was basically just us at the park. It wasn't that many other people because, like I said, the tribes weren't really being allowed to gather and, and do their drums and stuff. So definitely wasn't what I thought it was going to be in my head, but we were still able to present. We were still able to be there and experience and take our pictures and still got to be on the street, you know, with some of them. And, um, and that was that, that was that night. And then before that night, I had went to the second line. I had went to Uptown Super Sunday and I had dressed for the honeybee in black and yellow. Um, and that was really fun. And yeah, um, that was that was basically the Linton Armor journey. I went also to downtown Super Sunday. I went to the Easter Second Line um, for the rest of for the course of the rest of Lent. Put together several other outfits. I did not get no pictures from Easter. I feel so like. I feel like, why did I not get any pictures? I mean, I, I was trying to live in a moment, but I think I might have took it a little too far on Sunday because I'm like, how I didn't get no pictures or no videos? I look good, y'all. I was dressed in, like, all blue. I had on my bunny ears. Um, but it's all right. Maybe I'll just re-wear the outfit minus the bunny ears, you know, to something. And I'll 
I'll take pictures. So yeah, that's that's really it um, for all of that. I don't want to speak too much. Um, I'm probably going to upload. I'll probably upload um, Amino Diaries episode as well today. I might do another. I might do an I Am podcast episode as well. Um, So, yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in. For anyone who has been interested. Um, Yeah, that's my my documentation. That's what I have to offer for that. And I'm going to plug the link to this in the same Patreon post. Um, You can also, if you find my podcast and stuff through Instagram, like you can get there through like the link in my bio and everything. So, yes. Thank you all so much, and have a great day, and hope you enjoyed the episode.